the first time I became aware of it was, uh, quite frankly, reading about it in an online story that WDRB had posted about the overtime pay. We now know that they were, um, they were stealing overtime. From the digital journalists at WDRB.com, this is Uncovered, a behind-the-scenes look at stories affecting education, business, criminal justice, and more in Louisville, Kentucky. And now for the show. Welcome to Uncovered by WDRB News. My name is Travis Ragsdale. This week we're talking about overtime abuse in the Louisville Metro Police Department. I'm joined today by our criminal justice reporter, Jason Riley. Jason, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for allowing me to be here, Travis. Um, So Jason, let's set this up. I want people to understand what this story is about and really how long we've been reporting on this now for a little over two years. Yeah, it's been at least two years, and uh, we really haven't seen much effect of the reporting until recently. We started looking at what looked to us like excessive abuse of overtime by LMPD officers, but for a while nothing really happened, not, not a lot of reaction to the story, at least from police. But just in the last few weeks, three of the officers we wrote about were federally charged and convicted. So let's go back. Um, we first started looking at this issue in the fall of 2017. Um, but it actually goes back even further. So to set the scene here, 2016 was one of the most violent years on record for Louisville Metro. More homicides than any other year, I think. Right. Um, and so Metro Council, the legislative body of Louisville Metro government, was looking at solutions, a way to curb this violent trend. Ultimately, they decided that providing police with $1.2 million in overtime Uh, the ability to spend that money on extra officers on the street. They called it uh, violent crime reduction overtime. Um, They thought that there was going to be uh, an effect that that would have on the violent crime rate at the time, and that was at the end of 2016. What ended up happening? You, in fact, got a tip that said, you know, basically, hey, you might want to look into this overtime and how it's being spent. We looked at some officers who had just an obscene amount of overtime, working up to 21 hours a day, every day, on weekends for, you know, weeks, months on end. And they had, uh, you know, part-time jobs at the same time. And we thought, is, you know, is that even possible? Yeah, so one of the things, really, essentially the tip that was given to me was, hey, you might want to look at how much overtime... Um, some a group of people are getting and essentially what I did was I just looked at the top overtime earners for Louisville Metro Police Department for 2017 and I think I believe I did that like in August and at that point there were some officers who had collected more than $40,000 in overtime more than their actual salary and then from that point we, we we requested their timesheets. And it was at that point when we, when we both looked at the timesheets that we, re, we both kind of said, huh, there's something amiss here. Because like you said, um, there were a couple officers who would claim to work a 21-hour day and then a 17-hour day and then a 16-hour day, all back, back to back to back. One officer didn't actually take, he claimed that he didn't actually take any days off for like three months. I think there's a few of them like that that right. just didn't take any time off. Um, and and so that was kind of the start of our reporting when we realized that something was going on. 
We ended up publishing that story in November of 2017. Well, we tried to get, before we published it, we tried to get LMP to right. comment. We said, we'd like to talk to you about this overtime. You have several officers working this. And remember, they had also just about run out of this funding given by Metro Council right. within just a few months. It right. was supposed to last a year. And Conrad, we found an email where Conrad said, you know, stop this spending. We were almost out for a year. What's going on? That's Police Chief Steve Conrad. Right. Um, so we asked the department, would you would you all care to talk about this, would they explain this? And they said, yes, yeah, we will sit down for an interview. Initially, the spokesman for the department said, yes, we will sit down with you for an interview and we will explain how this works and how the overtime works. And then it came time for the interview and the department and the spokespeople for the department disappeared. Essentially, mm-hmm. they just quit responding to our calls our emails they ghosted us. Yeah, is essentially would be the modern way to say that is they ghosted us. But we got lucky in that right after our story came out, there was a deposition of Chief Conrad in a totally separate case, the case of Jimmy Harper. Yes, this was a whistleblower lawsuit filed by a now former police major who claimed that he was run off from the department essentially. Um, it was actually, I believe, the next day that Chief Conrad was questioned by Harper's attorney, Thomas Clay, under oath. And here is what Conrad had to say when asked about our reporting. WDRB reporters looked at the top seven officers who made the most overtime this year and found they accumulated $320,000 in overtime through October. Do you see any problem with that, sir? As long as they rather put in the time, none whatsoever. Okay. Third, par- third paragraph, Roadhouse's time slips obtained under the Kentucky Open Records Act show he worked 84 consecutive days from January 1st to March 25th, logging an average about 12 hours a day. You see any, if, if that's true, do you see any problem with that? As long as uh, he wasn't fatigued to the point he couldn't do his job, no. Okay. A number of officers, specifically Roadhouse, were working lots of hours. I don't think it was perceived as dangerous, so I'm assuming that his bosses were keeping an eye on him and the other officers as well. It was no secret. They were working a lot of overtime. And you're assuming that his supervisors were monitoring that overtime activity? I don't know if they were monitoring the activity. I think they would have been monitoring the level of fatigue of the officer. So essentially what we hear there, Jason, is that Chief Conrad did read and watch the story. He saw what our reporting was, and essentially he didn't seem to have any issue with the hours that were claimed to work. Right. He basically said, as long as the officers are working the hours, they know whether they're tired or not. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, He said, as far as he knew, there was no investigation, and that was that. He He didn't have an issue with it. There's no investigation. As long as they're working the hours, fine. Obviously, Metro Council members did have some issues with it. Um, at the time, mayoral candidate Angela Leet, who is no longer on Metro Council, uh, saw a lot of issues with it. And uh, Council President David James, a former police officer, um, really could, we presented what our reporting to him, and he just could not fathom how that was shocking. possible. I think he said, this is shocking, and you know, where's the supervision, where's the oversight? And I think the experts we talked to sort of agreed that it would uh, be impossible for officers to work this many hours safely. Right. That was the ultimate um, kind of overarching 
theme in the aftermath. But then, so that was November of 2017. But really, for almost a year, we didn't hear anything about this case, our reporting, anything. At least on the record, we didn't. We heard right. some rumblings that there might be some sort of investigation, but we didn't know who that was coming from or where it was coming from. Right. And so for a while, we just kind of thought, oh, this story is going away and nothing's going to happen until... Well, we heard uh, that there was a federal investigation. Not that uh, LMPD was doing an investigation by itself, but that the feds were looking at it. And we learned that at least three officers were under investigation and possibly more. But then that sat around for uh, six months to a year or so. Nothing happened on that for a while. And at the same time, I think Metro Council called for their own internal investigation. Right. In the meantime, um, that whistleblower lawsuit that we mentioned came to trial. And Police Chief Steve Conrad was called to the stand. And this was the first time that we heard really anyone in the department at all talk about this issue and how Conrad first learned and admitted that there was, in fact, an issue. The first time I became aware of it was, uh, quite frankly, reading about it in an online story that WDRB had posted about the overtime pay. In fact, they were working impossible hours, weren't they? They were working long hours. Impossible hours, sir, not long hours, impossible hours. I, I disagree with your characterization. So that was during testimony, during that unrelated whistleblower trial. And Jason, I remember I was sitting in that courtroom and was looking down when he answered that question and had that answer. And I was shocked to actually hear him finally admit that there that there was an issue because, like I said, for almost a year, we had heard nothing. Well, you got to remember, he'd already said he had no problem with officers working this amount of time. Uh, he had no problem with... With he, he had said he believed that the money was spent too quickly. He had said that, but he had never said anything about these individual officers working so many hours except to say it wasn't a problem. So, yeah, this was kind of surprising that he, he, he turned around and said, yeah, there were some issues and it is being looked at. And so from that point, um, we learned that three of the officers that we had reported on, Todd Roadhouse, Brian Stanfield, and Mark Final were all being investigated by federal, uh, by the feds. Um, And so at that point, I think the story kind of evolved to, okay, we now know that there was an issue that's being looked at. And just last month, Jason, um, after about a year of waiting, these officers were finally indicted on wire fraud charges by the feds. They were charged uh, with wire fraud, not indicted, kind of charged uh, and immediately pled guilty. Uh, they've not been to wire fraud. They've not been sentenced yet. I think they face up to 20 years, um, but we don't know what they're going to be sentenced to yet. So that's the biggest question left is... Oh, and they have to, I'm sorry, they also have to pay restitution. Significant amount of restitution between the three of them, they have to pay back essentially $170,000. The reason this case became a federal case is that, so these three officers were working in narcotics, narcotics, and as part of their duties, they were assigned to different federal task force, task forces with both the ATF and DEA. So part of the money 
that they admit now to have stolen and fraudulently claimed to have worked was while they were working on some of these task forces. So that's how the case became uh, and why the feds were involved. So, Jason, the, the, the big question here, and that nobody seems to be able to or want to answer, is if any of these three officers are going to go to jail for any amount of time. Since it's a federal indictment, you've got to assume they're going to serve some time in prison. Um, but, again, right now we have no idea because the, the motions are all sealed in federal court. Why would that be? That's just the way it is when they sentence in federal court. There's negotiations that we just can't see at the public. It's just not as open as state court. Um, so moving forward, the only thing that we're waiting on with this case is exactly what the sentence for these three officers will be. Well, and the Metro, Metro Council. And that was, that's the next thing. Metro Council has an audit ongoing. It's been ongoing for about a year now. Um, and... One of the things that we've heard is that that should be wrapping up fairly soon. What that is going to show, we don't know. We've heard from um, some members of the department and some members of Metro Council, like you said, that there were essentially no controls over this overtime. Who supervised it? Somebody had to know these officers were working this amount of hours. Did they okay that? Is it is it safe to work that many hours, which is what experts and the Metro Council want to know. And it, and it should be mentioned that um, just – after in the months after our story aired, all three of those officers, Todd Roadhouse, Brian Sandfield, and Mark Final, all resigned from their positions uh, in some form or fashion. Brian Sandfield was actually under investigation at the time for, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe he was working an off-duty job as well and, right. and somehow got in trouble with that, but resigned. It was one of those where he resigned midway during the investigation, so they drop it, which is what right. LMPD does if it's not a criminal investigation. They just dropped the case. So he was already under investigation. And Mark Final just resigned right after he pled guilty. So ultimately, three officers end up resigning, being indicted, and pleading guilty to the charges. That ultimately came about two years after our reporting on their use of uh, overtime, and I think fair to say abusive overtime now. We now know that they were um, they were stealing overtime from the city and from the federal government. Well, and that's one of the other big questions that remains is, is what does this do to their pension? Right, and that's another thing. So this is something that we've heard about for years is, is pension padding. What essentially officers will do, and really actually anybody in uh, metro government can do, is you work uh, – a lot for your final three years and kind of pad your pension a little bit. Um, essentially, that this is what happened in this case. These guys were padding their pension, but they were lying about while they were doing it. So what we don't know is if this will affect um, their pension. You've talked to the folks at the Kentucky Retirement Systems a little bit, and they seem to be pretty tight-lipped about what they can do versus what they are well, going they, to do. The first thing they said is we can't talk about any individual person and their pension. However, they did say that they would go after people for in a situation like this. So we're going to dig a little deeper into that. But if you look at some of the numbers, like um, Roadhouse made was making 7800 in overtime in 2013. By 2017, he was making 45000 so, so you can you can see the the the, the padding that went on to uh, 
supplement their normal salary that they would normally collect from their pension. So this is just one of the many stories that we're going to continue to follow and continue to work on. Um, myself on the TV side, Jason and all of our other talented digital journalists on the digital side. I want to thank you so much for listening today to Uncovered by WDRB News. Remember to subscribe and rate, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much. The Uncovered podcast is a production of WDRB Media. Please subscribe, review, and rate wherever you get your podcasts.